I can just imagine that, uh, you know, being the holiday and everything, you got somewhere to go, some place to be, you got a barbecue or something. It, hopefully it doesn't start till about 4.30. Because <laughs> it's the summer of fun. And I'm still having fun. And that means I'm not worried about what time it is. Okay, in a couple of weeks, I got to change again. Right? I got to discipline a little bit, tighten things up, because we're going back to multiple services. And, and, and you guys got to go, you, you, you got you to gotta break some of the, some of y'all built nasty habits during the summer of fun thing. Man, I mean, like, you should be punished. Uh, uh, you know, some of you guys, it's like, I put my glasses on, and it's like, oh, it's the first time I've seen you in church. You know, it's been a, been a while. Where you been? Hey, we're glad you're here today, but we got to go back to work. You, you know what we've been doing is we've been asking God, we're praying together, asking God for souls. And can I just tell you something? He's, he's, he's given them, which means more work for you. Right? I know what you're thinking, more work for me. No, that ain't more work for me. It's more work for you. And you, and you got to dive in, and you got to get ready. Multiple services mean you need to serve in places you've never served before. Some of you guys have never ushered. Well, I don't feel the call to ush. <laughs> I, I got to be careful because I want to have fun with you. It like, it's, like, it's like in the home, in the family, uh, you know, Shelby and I spent countless hours praying about who was anointed to take out the trash. No, we didn't. We just looked at one of them and said, take that out. Right? It, it, you know, sometimes in a family, there's things that have to be done so the family can continue to grow and be strong. And, and you know, there's things that need to be done around the church, that, and it's up to you to make that happen. You know, we all want to be part of, you know, a, a vibrant, exciting, fun-filled place. Oh, I wish we could be like Stephen Furtick's. We had meeting, we had four or five days meeting with Stephen Furtick and his team. And let me tell you why we're not exactly like Stephen Furtick. Because those guys are committed like crazy. It is nuts. And it's like, hey, you know what we got to do? We got to go to work. Let your neighbor say, it's time to go to work. Man, that was so half-hearted. See, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about, this summer fun thing. It's like you're addicted to it now. It's, it's, it, come on, let's, go, let's get at it. Hey, we're going to see revival in Tri-Cities. I think right there is where you clap. Right there is where you shout. Right there. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'll, I'll stop and, and I'll just give the message because the message, message is really good. <laughs> I don't know what this part is. I don't know why I feel led to just keep going on this, though. It's like, man, let's go to work. Have you ever stood at the front of the ice cream line? I don't mean like you were the first one out. Like, 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 like you know, I've seen grown men knock little kids out of the way to beat them up to the ice cream machine. And, and, and that's okay. You know, hey, I'm, I'm very competitive myself. It's like, hey, you're small, move. And, you know, get, get in there and get one. But have you ever stood on the other side of the table and handed them out? No, you don't understand. You suddenly are a hero. And in just a couple of weeks, things change down at the ice cream machine anyways. You're going to find out that they're free. We're going to have, it's going to be like Disneyland, you know, with that little marker thing. And it, it's like anybody under this height gets it for free. If you're too tall, you got to pay for it. Some of you guys, this is going to help you with your weight loss program. <laughs> Because you're so tight, you won't, you don't want to pay for nothing. <laughs> but but uh, uh, but but you got to get on the other side and serve. You're everybody. You're, you're those. You're the hero, right? You know. Have you have you ever have you ever been out in the parking lot and helped somebody and, and just feel good the minute that they got to the campus? 
You, you want to know what's crazy is that we've had testimonies come in of people that said, man, uh, you know, I didn't even know it was a church, but I saw some dude out there waving. And so I pulled in and asked what was going on, and they invited me. And so we parked and came into the service, and now they're a member of the congregation. Their life has been changed. They're on the way to heaven. It's crazy. Y'all need to make sure you're doing something, amen? Right. You got to be, look at somebody, say, do something, or else you're good for nothing. Okay. Don't be good. You know, there's a lot of people who are good. They're just not sure why. And so they don't do anything. Don't be good for nothing. Man, we're believing God for revival, and it's on. I'm telling you, just a few weeks ago, we had, you know, we, had, we, had, we, had, we baptized over 50 people in a seven-day period. We, we, saw, we saw 36 people stand in a weekend service for salvation. We, we had people sending in their testimonies how that instead of going home to kill themselves, they got saved at church because somebody made an invitation and brought them to the house. We're in the middle of a revival. Open up your eyes and look what the Lord has done, and make sure that you're a part of it. Amen? Make sure that you're a part of it. God's doing great things. He's doing great things. Now I, now I need to preach. Okay. James chapter 3, verse 2. Uh, for in many things we offend all. I just want to get us up on the same page real quick. For in many things, what are things? Things are words. Words are things. And, and, and so a lot of times, you, get, you just need to get your mind right, right off the bat, that he's talking about words. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, when I'd ask people, what, what does this first mean to you? Well, it, well, there's in all kinds of things in life, we offend people. And that's true, but it's not necessarily correct. That's not what he's talking about. Uh, you know, people can easily be offended. That's, that's the fact. But the fact is, is that that's not what he's talking about here. He said, for a lot of our words, uh, we, 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 we all can offend with our words. And he's not talking about others. He's really talking about ourselves. And the word offend, think of it this way, off end, to take you off the end that God declared at your beginning. God declares the end at the beginning, and a lot of times we end up off the end. That's, 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 you know, the definition of the word sin, to miss the mark or to wander off the trail. And a lot of times we end up not hitting the mark, but it's, it's, with, it's with our communication. It's, with, it's, it's the words of our life. And he said, all of us do this. If any man doesn't offend in word, the same as a perfect man, and perfect doesn't mean without flaw. It means fully developed. It means fully developed. So just, just think about it this way, that you can go the rest of the day and not use your words wrong. You, you can go the rest of today and tomorrow and not use your words wrong. It's like, I don't know if that's awe and wonder or a spirit of unbelief. I don't know what, the way you're looking at me. It's like, no, you can do this. And, and, and the thing of it is, is that the, the more you develop your inner man, the better off you'll get at this. And that's what he's saying is, hey, you can measure your growth by how you use words. He said, uh, if you can, if you can uh, not take yourself off the end in words, you become fully developed able to bridle or control your whole life. You, you can control your whole life if you will control your words. You, you know that statement, and we've all heard it, and we, we probably, we might even have said it a time or two, it, it, you know, hey, be very careful what you say. 
Choose your words carefully. Can I just tell you that as a believer, you should grow out of that? Well, you don't have to choose your words carefully because the only words you have are faith-filled, life-filled, healing-filled, edifying words. That's all you got, right? So if you have to, if you have to sift through a plethora of poop to find one promise of hope, why don't you grow? Well, why don't you say, you know what, I'm going to take that out of my life, and I'm going to take God's Word and put it into my life, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to begin to develop and, and be equipped so that in any situation, uh, one, one of the verses in your Bible, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth except that which is beneficial to the hearer and, and edifying and, and building up. Uh, who hears more words than anybody else that I say? Me. So how about this? How about I let no corrupt communication come out of my mouth unless it's beneficial for the hearer. What if you what if you take responsibility, take ownership, and say, I'm, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let trash talk. Trash talk's going out of my life. Look at what it says in Proverbs. Proverbs says, uh, you know, that a man's belly or his life is satisfied. Real satisfaction is is the product of your mouth. It, it's funny because it doesn't say that a man's life will be satisfied with the fruit of his hard labor. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't work hard. I'm saying, but what if you took your hard labor and added proper communication to it? I know a lot of people who are extremely hard workers. The problem is, is that they sabotage themselves constantly with their mouth. They, they undermine everything that they put their energy into by spewing out poison Hello? With the increase of his lips, always talk increase. Always talk increase. Don't, don't talk lack. Don't talk defeat. Why? Because, it, well, we just read it to the parents, uh, but it's to all of us, it, Ephesians 5, 1, where it says, hey, be an imitator of God, even as dear children imitate their father. Can you imagine God saying some of the stuff you say? If you can't even imagine God saying it, what are you doing? God declares the end at the beginning. What should you do? I should declare the end at the beginning. God speaks and he, he, he doesn't say things to make a remark. He sends things to remake. He uses his words not to describe things but to change things. Well, I'm an imitator of God. So my word should be sent out on assignment so that it doesn't return to me void without accomplishing the purpose for which I sent it forth to accomplish. Right? So, uh, look, well, does it really matter? Well, I don't know. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's all, it only matters, death or life. You're all, it's either going to bring you life or it's going to kill you. It's either going to bring destruction or it's, it's going to bring restoration. It's either going to bring sickness or it's going to bring health. You know what a lot of people do, and and, and I got to be careful because uh, I, I'll get I'll get out here and I'm going to get rolling here in a second because I'm telling you there's some stuff if you can wrap your head around it it'll change the whole trajectory of your life. Okay, but 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 uh, uh, you, you know what a lot of people do, and it's a huge mistake because our culture and our society is so convenience minded and comfort you know addicted. 
What we, but what we do is, see, because we have it really, really good. I said, we have it really, really good. No, you don't understand. You're like in the top 1% to 5% of the wealthiest people on the planet. You're sitting in here right now. You ought to be grateful. You ought to be thankful. And, 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 but because of that, what, what, what happens is in our culture, in our society, and in church even, what we do is, is uh, we wait so long, we wait until we have a problem before we go find out the solutions. You know, so, so we get words that, that you know, because God's Word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing the sunder, you know, it, man, I'm telling you, the Word of God is crazy. It, it, it's not what He said, it's what He's saying. And, but a lot of us don't fill, we don't fill ourselves up with the Word until we have a problem. You know, the doctor says you got seven minutes to live, and now all of a sudden you're trying to cram healing verses in you. Right? On, on your way to divorce court, you swing by and see if there's a Word of God that can save your marriage. You know, your business is swirling around the toilet, just about to go under, and you cry out to God, will you supply all my needs? What would, happen, what would happen if you got the word before you had the problem? Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And, and, and I'm telling you, 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 wanna, you, you, want, you want to take control. See, you have authority. See, we're all leaning on God's ability. And I'm not saying we shouldn't lean on His ability. But we know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that we can ask, think, or even imagine. God's ability is unlimited, but His access is limited by our authority. You have to grant God access so that His ability can operate in your life. You know, yes, He's a merciful God, but He's also a just God. And so mercy can't be distributed in your life unless you grant him permission because he, he, he doesn't have, God's in control. Well, that depends. Have you really come to God and offered total surrender? Because without that, he isn't in control. He gave you authority. He gave you dominion. And so you have authority to release his ability. But if you, don't, if you don't utilize your authority to release his ability, then you have a God who has unlimited ability, but it's absolutely limited by your unwillingness to use your authority. Everybody say authority. authority. Okay, the first chunk of that word, authority, is author. Okay, author. So what you, what you have to do is you have to step up and say, you know what? There, uh, there's two ways to live life. I can just ha hang here and see what happens. It's kind of like having somebody read me a story. Or I can step up and begin to author my life. And, and, and now, now I can begin to, because let me tell you where you are in life. It's, it's, you're really not a product of somebody else's mistakes and challenges. And, and, uh, you, you know, you're not a victim unless that's what you've authored yourself to be.
See, if you authorize yourself to be a victim, then you're going to be victimized the rest of your life. But you can authorize yourself to be in dominion. You can authorize yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to author my life, and I'm going to find out what God's Word has to say. Because an author, what he does is he decides which words to use to develop the story. What word are you using to develop the story of your life? Matthew 12 Verse 33, he said, either make the tree good. We'll, we'll read through these verses, okay? And then uh, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. Oh, generation of vipers. <coughs> I love how Jesus is so polite. You bunch of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, brings forth good things. The evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. I'm telling you, every idle word that men shall speak, they're going to give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. I'm telling you, your words are pretty important. Your, I said your words are pretty important. Now, most of the time, what we like to talk about are the words we use. Today, though, I want you to focus on the words that are left over. Okay, the leftovers. Everybody say leftovers. leftovers. That's kind of how I feel about food leftovers. Leftovers. Like, I hardly ever eat leftovers. Like, I don't like leftovers. So that's how I would say it. But I need you because we're making a tape. I need you to, like, say leftovers, like, with some passion, okay? So we're going to edit the tape, take out that half-hearted response you just gave me, and put in a real response. Everybody say leftovers. Leftovers. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Either make, look at, look at this, Matthew 12, 33. Either, either presents the idea that, okay, we have a choice, okay? If he's saying either because there's a choice that can be made. Either make the tree, make, the word make, is the Greek word that means author. Author by reason of a pure heart. But by, by, by tapping into a pure heart, pull up words and begin to author the tree. The tree, uh, uh, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he doth meditate therein day and night. He's in the Word of God, studying the Word of God. And what's he like? He's like a tree, right? So we're talking about a life. So we're not, we're actually talking about, you know, making trees. Your tree is your life. And so either author your life good, which this word good is different than the word good in like verse 35. This word good, it, 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 it's, it's beautiful and useful for the fulfilling of a purpose. He said, author your life using words that, are, that, that can actually accomplish the purpose. Man, author your life. Don't let your life be right. You know what we're doing at church? We're helping you rewrite your stories. We're getting in the Word of God and we're rewriting the story because what the enemy is attempting to do is to use situational circumstances to get you to change your story. He's, he, he wants you to shift from the end that God declared at your beginning and say, well, I guess I'm not actually supposed to walk in victory because we're having a battle. I guess God doesn't actually prosper us because, no, I guess, no, 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 no situation, none of these things move me. I, I've got to author my life and, and use words that are actually useful to fulfill the purpose. 
Why? Because of what we've been singing. Man, I've seen him move. He's moved mountains. I'm a believer. He'll do it again. I've seen him move. Man, he made a way where there was no way. And I believe he can do it again. Man, he has done things that were impossible. He has used people. Man, you know, there's no way. I mean, you look at people sitting close to you and you think there's no way. (laughs) There's no way God could use them. I mean, the dude was in jail last week. There's no way God could. Yeah, but God's got a purpose. There's no way. There's no way God could restore this man. Yeah, but God is a God of restoration. What words are you going to use? Because you either have to make the tree good and its fruit will be good, or else you make the tree corrupt, sick, and diseased. Man, you are authoring the outcome of your life. Look at verse 34. Oh, generation of vipers. He's not being mean. He's trying to enlighten the eyes of their understanding. He's like, here's the problem. A viper attaches itself to things and, and, and injects poison through its mouth. He said, you guys, everything you attach yourself to, you inject poison into it through your mouth. Why? Because you're so full of poison. And a lot of the poison, it's not even your fault. It's generational. But you don't get to be a victim. And if there's things that are in you that shouldn't be there, then deal with it. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, last weekend we had the three interns come up and they shared, did the message. Was last week awesome or what? I mean, it was crazy. It, but I can, I can guarantee you, and no, no one actually said these exact words to me, but, but, uh, so I'm not referring to any person in particular, but, but, I, but, but I've been in this for a while, not the first rodeo, and I guarantee you, some, some people, their thoughts were, yeah, but just wait, you know, they've been in a protected environment, just wait till they have to deal with real life. Poison. Where'd that poison come from? I don't care where it came from, I need it gone. Right? And sometimes, sometimes have, you, have you ever heard the wrong thing come out of you? And then you walked around telling yourself how stupid you were and how weak you were and what a loser you were. You have this opportunity when the wrong thing comes out to replace it with the right thing. Did you hear what I just said? Hopefully not. I don't want to talk about what you just said. I want to talk about what you're next going to say. Because it's the leftovers. See, generate, how can you, being evil, see, if, if you're full of darkness, full of poison, how, how, how do you expect your, oh, you, you picked up a phrase, you picked up a Kenneth Hagin faith confession, and you used that at church. And then you got in the parking lot, and you used your expressions. Right? See, you, you, you thought one statement was going to change the trajectory of your life, but you haven't changed what's on the inside. See, it's out of the abundance of the heart. Now, now remember, we're talking about spiritual truths. We're talking about spiritual truths. In the spirit and the natural realm, uh, you know, they, they, they work together. But it's like when he's talking about a tree, he's not actually talking about a tree, right? He's talking about a life. And when he's talking about, the, the, you know, the mouth of your heart speaking, See, it's not necessarily the lips on your face. 
But it's, it's the communication of, of really the depth of your heart. It's, what, it's what's on the inside. And see, it's the abundance of the heart that's telling your life story. And the abundance of your heart, the abundance isn't the part you use. The abundance is the part that's left behind. You tracking? The abundance, if you have an abundance of cash, it's not the money you spent that's your abundance. The abundance is the part you kept. So your story is being impacted by the leftovers. Oh, I thought if I said something nice once that it would save my marriage. Probably going to need more than one nice statement. It's out of the abundance. It's out of the leftovers. See, the, man, I'm telling you, that all my life in church, and, 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 and you know, most of us, and I know you're going to have to struggle. I hope you struggle day and night for several days with this. I hope you go home because, because we've always been taught that what, that what we're saying, what we're, what's coming out of our mouth, and obviously that's important, but I don't think it's nearly as important as what's left over because what's left over is really the true definition of your heart. See, it's easy to spend somebody else's money. I'm talking about a new level of generosity if you give me your checkbook. Generous. See, it's easy to use somebody else's statements. But what about yours? I'm not talking about your public ones. I'm talking about the quiet, private statements of your heart. See, if we don't allow God to get in us and transform us from the inside out, we can use a lot of churchy statements but not have any lasting results. You got to get it in you. You got to have so much faith, so much strength, so much words of peace, so, so many words that will edify on the inside of you that, that what happens is is that, you know, because, you know, life doesn't just simply shake you. Life can crush you. You, you know, uh, thank you, bro. By the way, it's even open. You're a stud. I love it when the young folks sit on the front row. Seriously. See, a lot of us, you know, when life shakes us, You know, oh, that was just one word. You know, it's just one, just, just, just one thing. You know, I didn't really mean it. But what, what happens, though, is life doesn't just shake you. Hi. Life will crush you. And then it spews out. Well, what if you were so full of the Word of God that you no longer had to be careful what you said? Check it out. Look at, look at, look at verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure. 
See, the part you sprinkle around isn't your treasure. Your treasure is the part that you hide and keep safe. See, the good man out of the treasure, that's where his life's bringing forth. If your treasure's evil, if what... See, some of you guys have made mistakes, right? Some of us have had errors, and some of us repeatedly. You ever, you ever seen a dog, you know, scratching the grass, trying to cover up the mess it just left behind? And some of us, that's what we've done. And can I just tell you something? One of the things we've learned with St. Bernard's, there's not enough grass. Some of you guys, there's not enough grass on the planet to deal with the mess you left behind. And what you got to do is, is you got to say, you know what? I, 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 okay, it's coming out, but I need to start putting in. I need to start replacing it because there's a void. There's an emptiness there. And, and, and I need to be the author of my life. I need to start selecting the word that I'm going to build my life on. And, and I need to, to, to look, look, look at 36. This is crazy. Uh, the idle words, I, those are the ones just sitting there. They're, you know, idle means unemployed, without an assignment. And the word in my life that doesn't have an assignment to build, I need to fire it. It, right? Because why? Because it won't work to fulfill the purpose. Because 37 says, hey, that my words are how I'm going to be justified. My words are, that's, I'm going to be condemned. I don't want to be condemned. I want to be justified. So I got to fill this vessel, man, with the word of God and start authoring the story in alignment with his word. I love this. We'll wrap up with this. It's like in Psalms, in the message, this is really cool. So God made my life complete. Can somebody say, thank you, Jesus? Okay, God made, let's just read that line out loud together. God made my life complete. And a lot of the people stop there if they forget there's a win. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. See, a lot of us, we, we have this democratic mindset but we're trying to live in a kingdom, you know, where God's the king. And so we, we come to God, and instead of allowing him to rule and reign his kingdom, we bring our kingdom to the table. And instead of total surrender, we try to enter into a treaty. And the treaty is that, hey, you can rule your kingdom, but I'm going to rule mine. And as long as you're good to me, God, I'll be good to you. If, if you do what I want, I'll respond the way I think you want. But if you start holding back, well, I'm going to start holding back too. If things don't go really well for me at work, don't expect the tithe because I'm justified, right, to, to not bring that to you. If my wife it doesn't treat me the way she should, then I'm, I'm not going to love her the way you told me to because, you know, uh, I, I shouldn't have to because, you, you know, we, we've entered into a, uh, into a trade agreement. God, as long as you uphold your end of the deal the way I think you should, then I'll uphold my way the way I think you think I should. See, we're not in total surrender. And he said, when I placed all the pieces before him, that's when my life became complete. When I got my act together, that's when I got the fresh start. He didn't say, when I started going to church services, he said, when I got my act together, when I started acting like a believer, I got a fresh start. Now I'm alert to God's ways. I'm seeking God's ways. I'm making sure that it's not my way, and I don't take God for granted. 
Every day I review the ways He works. I'm trying not to miss a trick. I feel put back together again, and I'm watching my step because I don't want, I don't want to misstep because when I did life my way, I was always off the track and, and off the target. So now I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. Come on, somebody. He's who wants to rewrite the text of your life today. You've been empowered by God to author your life in alignment with his word. But you got to bring them all the pieces. you got to bring them all the pieces. I, 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 want you, I want you to just close your book, bow your head, close your eyes for just a moment. I just want to pray for you. God, I'm just thanking you that you're giving us insight and wisdom and revelation and understanding and discernment. God, that, you're, that you are causing your word, like Isaiah said, to come up. The word that, that, that we filled ourselves with in the past is coming up in the present and is, is shedding light on our future. And God, your word is just amazing. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Help us to see it, Lord, not be distracted with the cares of this world the deceitfulness that's all over the place in this, in this environment and the culture. God, we thank you that you position in a place of, of intense blessing. But God, help us to, to respond to you in a godly fashion, that we, would, that we would use everything that you've placed within our grasp according to your will. God, like, like in Ezra, when they prayed and fasted and sought from God the right way for them, the right way for the kids, the right way for their substance, that God, you've put us here with, with, with incredible opportunity and potential. Let, let us not live anything that's worth less than our full potential. Thank you, God. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're, we're going to pray together. Everybody in the room is going to pray this prayer. Some of you guys, you've been living your own story. And you know, you know right now that the Spirit of God is like tugging on your heart and He's telling you, man, you need, you need, you need to come to a total surrender. You need to give me all the pieces of your life. There's some pieces you've held back. There's, there's areas of your life you've tried to hide. There's, there's, there's things that you haven't wanted to, to, to release to me. But I need all the pieces in order to make you complete. You know that today as we pray this prayer, and everybody's going to pray it, but you know that you're going to be praying it like it's just you and Jesus, and you're serious today, and you're in this room, you're serious. I'm telling you, man, everything that we've done up to this point has led to this moment. We cannot wait to pray this with you, to agree with you in this prayer. But I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you right where you are. I'm not going to call you forward, but I am going to ask you to do this right where you are, that you just stand to your feet and you say, okay, Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer today. I'm surrendering every piece of my life to God. Right now, I just want you to stand to your feet. Just push yourself up on your feet. Come on, you can do it. You can join. The, come on, clap right now while they stand. Just clap. Yeah, I'm giving you every piece of my life. I'm not holding anything back. Come on, celebrate with them. Their lives are being changed. We're believing for transformation. We're believing for transformation. We're not talking about getting a goosebump. We're talking about having a radical collision. Just keep your head bowed and your eyes closed for a minute. You guys just stay standing. There's a couple of you, and you're still sitting there. You're thinking, well, I'm, I'm standing on the, on the inside. No, no, no. Look, if you can't stand in here for God, you'll never be able to stand out there. What you need to do is you need to just use the strength that you got. Thank you. That's awesome. You just need to use the strength you got and push yourself up off that chair. Say, well, what in the world is that about? The human mind cannot comprehend God's response to one act of obedience. 
Just take a stand today. Just take a stand for God and say, I'm, I, my life's going to be radically different. I'm going to let God change me from the inside out. I'm trading in all of this sorrow for the joy of His salvation. I'm wanting God to create in me a clean heart and to renew a right spirit within me. And I'm not afraid to stand up in the house of God and declare in front of God and everybody that today is the day of my fresh start. It's awesome. It's awesome. Everybody in here, just, just pray. Just pray it loud. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So I receive it right here, right now. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I'm not going to wait. I'm starting now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody. Celebrate with heaven right now. Come on. Give a big shout to God.